Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Jim, you and I have been blessed with a friendship that's extended for over 60 years, even though we live many miles apart. To whom are you accountable as a man for your actions, other than your wife, Rita? Good question, Paul. You and I both have men in our lives to whom we are accountable. GoTeach Global has a board of directors who are willing to look me in the eye and ask challenging questions. King David had a group of men he related to on a regular basis. Scripture calls these men his mighty warriors. They were talented and skilled in many areas, as well as physically strong and mentally alert. I'll let you read their description, Pablo. These are the names of David's mightiest warriors. The first was Joshabim, the Hakmonite, who was leader of the three, the three mightiest warriors among David's men. He once used his spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a single battle. Wait just a second. I have to interrupt. 800 men killed in one encounter? That's hard for us to imagine today. Apart from what we think of war and fighting and killing, how could one man have the skill and strength and endurance to accomplish such a feat? That man, Joshabim, was number one on David's list of mighty men. Next in rank among the three was Eleazar, son of Dodai, a descendant of Ahoah. Once Eleazar and David stood together against the Philistines when the entire Israelite army had fled. He killed Philistines until his hand was too tired to lift his sword, and the Lord gave him a great victory that day. The rest of the army did not return until it was time to collect the plunder. I'm trying to picture this man, Pablo. There's a battle going on, the Israelites are fighting the Philistines, and for some reason the Israelites retreated away from the battle and left Eleazar alone to fight the Philistines. It says his hand was so tired he couldn't lift his sword. Then after a great victory, the troops returned to Eleazar, but only to strip the dead. They came back to celebrate Eleazar's victory. Next in rank was Shammah, son of Agi, from Harar. One time the Philistines gathered at Lehi and attacked the Israelites in a field full of lentils. The Israelite army fled, but Shammah held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Shammah was like Eliezer. He stood his ground in the middle of a field. No protection, but he stayed when all else fled, and the Lord gave a great victory. King David had an army of some 600 men that chose to follow him before he was king of Judah or Israel. From this group, more than 30 were known as his mighty warriors, from whom there was a recognized inner group called the Three, Joshabim, Shammah, and Eliezer. David could count on these three with his life. They proved themselves to be trustworthy, strong, bold, and skilled. Now, let's go forward a few centuries to the time of Jesus of Nazareth. Our Lord began his ministry by saying to many men, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, not fighters of men. These men were not unemployed guys sitting around looking for some excitement. They had jobs, good jobs. Some were married. 
The decision to forsake everything and become Christ's disciples did not come easy, but they did. Look what happened next. Jesus spent a night praying on a mountain. In the morning, he came down, and from the 70-plus disciples who were with him, he selected 12 to be called his apostles. The story has some parallels to King David's mighty warriors. Jesus had his three, Peter, James, and John. They were with Jesus on occasions without the other apostles or disciples being present. In Mark 5, 36-38, there is a story told of Jesus visiting the home of a ruler in the synagogue to heal his daughter. It says, And he, Jesus, permitted no one to go with him except Peter, James, and John. When Christ went up on the Mount of Transfiguration and met with Moses and Elijah, he again allowed only the same three disciples to be with him, Peter, James, and John. Just before he was betrayed by Judas, the Bible says Jesus took his disciples to a place named Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Again, it was Peter, James, and John that went with him. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. On this episode, we are offering a PDF copy of David's Mighty Men from Dr. Jim. Request it at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's David's Mighty Men. You get your copy by emailing menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. King David had three mighty men, Joshabim, Shammah, and Eliezer trained to be skilled fighters to keep King David alive and protect him from death. When Jesus came to earth, he had three special apostles, Peter, James, and John, trained to be witnesses of his life, his death, and his resurrection, and then to risk their lives telling others that Jesus was alive. But the parallels in these two stories continue. Listen as Paul reads about King David's mighty men in 2 Samuel 23, 13-23. Once during the harvest, when David was at the cave at Adullam, the Philistine army was camped in the valley of Rephaim. The three, who were among the thirty, an elite group among David's fighting men, went down to meet him there. David was staying in the stronghold at the time, and the Philistine's detachment had occupied the town of Bethlehem. David remarked longingly to his men, Oh, how I would love to have some of that good water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem. So the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew some water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem, and brought it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. The Lord forbid that I should drink this, he exclaimed. This water is as precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me. So David did not drink it. These are examples of the exploits of the three. The three men the Bible calls David's mighty warriors included Abishai, the brother of Joab. In one battle, he killed 300 men with a spear. 
His reputation as a fighter became so powerful that David appointed him as commander over the other three, but did not include Abishai as one of the three. And it included Benaiah, a valiant fighter who performed great exploits. The Bible says Benaiah struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. And he struck down a huge Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. He, too, was as famous as the three mighty warriors. He was held in greater honor than any of the thirty, but he was not included among the three, and David put him in charge of his bodyguard. There seems to be a parallelism here. David had his mighty men chosen to physically protect him as king. Jesus had his disciples chosen as faithful men to be a spiritual witness that he was the Messiah, the King of the Jews. As Christians, we are repeatedly reminded in Scripture that our lot is to follow in the footsteps of our Lord and Master, Jesus. He told his disciples on the night before his crucifixion, Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. John 15:20. History tells us what actually happened to Jesus' twelve apostles. Philip was scourged and crucified. Matthew was nailed to the ground with spikes and beheaded. Jude was beaten to death with sticks and clubs. Simon was tortured and crucified. John, the son of Zebedee, was tortured and exiled on Patmos. James, the brother of John, was beheaded. James, the lesser, was pushed from the top of a building. Then his broken body was beaten to death. Andrew, Peter's brother, hung on a cross for three days before dying. Bartholomew was beaten and skinned alive before being beheaded. Thomas was speared with a javelin. Peter was crucified, reportedly, upside down. Every single one of our Lord's disciples suffered cruel torture, not for saying Jesus was crucified, but for saying he had risen from the dead. The disciples were tortured, vilified, exiled, and executed for their conviction that Jesus Christ is alive and he is Lord. Yet they accomplished in obedience Jesus' instructions for establishing his church among the nations of the world. The cross-centered message requires cross-bearing messengers. It's important to remember that when Jesus sent out his disciples on their own to minister, he warned them that he was sending them out as lambs among wolves. That was in Luke 10, verse 3. Sheep are not known for their ability to win a fight against wolves. For the apostles, persecution and suffering was the norm. But Jesus promised to be the great shepherd who would be with his sheep in every experience. Here's the question I have for every man listening today. Do you and I have mighty men in our lives, men who love us enough to hold us accountable for our words and actions and protect us spiritually from the enemy of our soul? Men who care about us so deeply that they would risk their reputation and their life to save us from harmful behavior. That's a challenging thought. We as men tend to admire strong individuals able to defend themselves rather than men who need others to be successful. We need men to whom we are accountable. Men 
who have earned our trust, who will challenge our thinking and ask the hard questions about our actions, our words, and our behavior. King David had three mighty men, Joshabim, Shammah, and Eliezer, trained to be skilled fighters to protect David and keep him alive. Jesus had three special apostles, Peter, James, and John, trained to teach the world to obey Christ's commandments. It does not mean we will always agree with our mighty men, but it does mean that we are willing to answer their hard questions. Do you have three mighty men to whom you are accountable? We recommend you do, and we pray you do. There you have it, men. May God give us kindred spirit Christian brothers who hold us accountable before God for what we think, what we say, and what we do. Request our special offer for this program, David's Mighty Men, from Dr. Jim at menaliveintogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to become men alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ.